for having oh, oh, hang on oh why have i quit my job why have i you know bought a van and, and why am i going to drive around the country well i'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard and i want to stitch these stories together across the states we're going to find the commonalities and it's going to be really an amazing experience and i look forward to you joining me on the job Good morning, everybody. I mean, really good morning. It's one of our early uh, Mental Health Today episodes, well, eight o'clock uh, here on the Central Time Zone. So, you know, if you're watching this on the West Coast, you're up and early and you should be getting off LinkedIn and off Facebook and get to work. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Um, it's Ken. My name is Ken Stearns. I'm the host of Mental Health Today and really uh, excited today to bring uh, an interesting guest. And I think, you know, quite lucky, Brandon. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You've got an amazing business um, and to, a chance to, to hear from somebody who's, I think you're like at the crossroads in a lot of ways of, of part of the industry. You're seeing, you know, everybody that comes and goes out of roles and changes roles and the people coming in, people leaving the business. Uh, you've probably got a good pulse on that as well as a couple of other things. So our next guest, um, Brandon, has uh, is, is got his business in the search and the search business, really, in, of healthcare uh, and around mental health. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a guest. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, what the company's all about? Well, thank you, Ken, for having me on such a uh, wonderful day. It's, it's yeah, we're having wonderful weather here in Philadelphia. Same <clears throat> here. Same here, Kansas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit far from us, right? Not too, yeah. too far. Um, so yeah, we're, we're seeing an amazing, um, unprecedented uh, amount of demand for mental health therapists mm. across the country nationwide since the pan pandemic started. Um, uh, you know, so here at Gotham Enterprises, we are a online job site platform for mental health, the mental health and healthcare industry companies use our uh, use our platform to complete all of their hiring fill all of in the mental health and uh, healthcare spaces um, we've been in business since 2015 and uh, really taken off the, these past three years uh, since the yeah. pandemic um, I'll tell you something so a, a key change in our business um, since the pandemic 90 percent of our business of our company before the pandemic was healthcare, not, okay. not, oh, not, not mental health. I did and not realize that it was percent was healthcare. So your internal medicine, your pedi pediatrics, yeah. pediatrician, yeah. cardiology, surgery, um, some psychiatry as well. Okay. Now that, that, um, dynamic has flipped since the pandemic. Now it's 90% mental health, 10% healthcare. Whoa. And, and, and that's just because of uh, the un, unprecedented demand since the pandemic for mental health. Um, did you make, I'm sorry, Brandon, did you make an intentional effort to, to slide into that space or is this just a tsunami that kind of washed ashore? So um, in the beginning, 
it was a, it was actually a question of survival during the pandemic when everything was closed. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you something. You know, I never thought that healthcare, um, you know, during any kind of recession or um, shutdown, that healthcare would be affected. Yeah, yeah. But it was during the start of the pandemic because of the lockdown. So yep. surgeries, you know, elective surgeries couldn't be scheduled. Um, you and then um, anything that was not COVID related was put on hold. Hmm. Cancer, heart, you know, cardiology offices. So many of our many of our clients and our customers had to furlough. 70, 75% of their oh. staff in the beginning of the pandemic. So oh, I tell people interesting. I tell people that healthcare as a whole is is recession proof, but it's not pandemic proof. So so what we had to do to um, to survive during the pandemic was okay. switch over to something that you can do via telehealth and mental oh. health just fit like a glove. Wow. And you had all the infrastructure. So you would just yeah. flip a switch, flip, you just flip the switch. Yes, exactly. So, so what I was saying, I said to people, some people were telling me during the pandemic that we would see a baby boom. And uh, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, I said, I think we're going to see a divorce boom Yeah. during the lockdown because the first time that, you know, couples, actually got to know each other uh, I during the it was during the lockdown because I can't tell you how many people were telling me that they only saw their wife or husband two hours of the day when they would come home from work yeah and then they and then the pandemic happens and then they realize oh my goodness who is this person I don't actually like that so it's actually uh, especially under stress, right? Under you're under stress. you're also under duress, right? You know, so they were under so much stress, financial stress in the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. They were because no one knew it was an unknown, right? No one knew what was going to happen. Um, and then um, schools were canceled, daycares were closed, right? And um, so everyone was in the house twenty four seven. So when you have that, you put that in a pressure cooker, you know. It, it causes people to either sink or swim that type of environment. So um, we found that a lot of people's mental health went through, went off the wall during the pandemic. Mm. They really needed someone to speak to, especially the loneliness during the pandemic. It really I, increased, right? Isolation. Isolation is brutal. It's brutal. So, you know, that's why you started to see in the middle of the pandemic, people, start to take hikes and walks around a lake or state mm. parks, right? These state mm. parks existed before the pandemic because um, people wanted to get out and see other people, right? Yeah. So well. we, we, we answered that demand um, by focusing on mental health, switching up during, during the pandemic, and we never looked back. And now we have some exciting yeah. things to, to say, but uh, what's what's been happening since the, since that's begun um for yeah what, yeah what's yeah what improvements did you make what changes what have you what's what's happening now with the business how are so, you leveraging this because it's it's your the, the waves crashed 
you've 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 kind of settled into this business, right? You've got a model now. What yes. you, now what are you seeing in the industry? What's happening? What are the changes now? So it's it's been a revolution for the mental health industry. Before the pandemic, being in the mental health industry as a clinician was mm-hmm. one of the lowest paying professions in in all of healthcare. Which is also probably why you didn't didn't really strive to place people, right? Because no, Ken, no one, no company was was coming to a oh. recruiting agency or a headhunting firm, search firm, asking to um, asking for search services to place it a therapist. wasn't even a, wasn't even a business. Yeah, interesting. Because, yeah, because there was no money in it. There was no because there was, there was no, no money in it. Insurance companies weren't paying enough, um, so it was a trickle down effect. That yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When when insurance companies started to increase the reimbursement rates, and, and companies started to invest in mental health, that's when we saw salaries explode from fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year in New York City, for example. Going up to a hundred thousand plus today. Exactly, and many, and then the the amount of customers, the caseload for <laughs> mental health has quadrupled. So we're continuing to see mental health be destigmatized because of this. It's. It, I mean, this is. Fantastic, right? The part of that people are now openly talking about it. It's a regular conversation. People are comfortable to have it and sharing. You can actually become a mental health therapist, take care of the community, treat your your clients while also being able to make a living to take care of yourself. Yeah. Before it was a vow of poverty. It was it was almost it like really was social career. it was social work before it was social work so we're starting to see now even at the universities where we're recruiting from they're getting they're receiving a a huge uptick in applications of yeah that what what's a demographic 24 months ago for therapists and what's the demographic now or what's it the intake versus what the the the, the current pool Completely different. Now programs are actually becoming much more competitive because of the surge in applications. And oh, interesting. Uh, before the pandemic, no one even heard, no no one even had mental <laughs> health in their vocabulary. You would not be a you would not want to be a therapist. Exactly. They 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 used to say, "Oh, be a mental health counselor. What's that?" Or uh, deal with crazy people. Now. Now it's actually a career that's very desirable. So you have a lot of people who would have been, you know, going to law school, going yeah. to nursing school, going to be a teacher, actually saying, you know what, I think I want to be a therapist today. Yeah, I think the nur- nurses and teachers are probably a good draw, a pool, a similar type of person, right, that would choose now yes. mental health because, and also you get to work from home. If you if you join the, a certain clinic, you might not mm-hmm. have to see people in person. You, you can, absolutely. The uh, clinics are virtual. I've I've interviewed a few people who are running virtual clinics. They don't. All the therapists are in their homes. Can that's precisely that? If you told someone before the pandemic of 
I work that I would work remotely. You heard a slight chuckle in the background. Oh, I would have I would have laughed at you. I would have laughed at you, not even chuckle. I would have laughed directly at like that's not work and you're joking. They, they they would think that I was saying that as code word for unemployed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's in between jobs. Oh, he's working from home. Oh yeah, he's working from home. Yes. On his garden. Now you can't even get people Fast forward three years, now you can even get people to come back into the office. <laughs> <laughs> Companies are thinking about how fast they can release, get out of their leases as, as fast as possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the cities will the cities will feel it. City it is interesting. The um, I was sharing with you the 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 you know some of the ladies I've talked to, people who were really were in this vow of service and the mental health service, and then the pandemic came, and they and it was kind of funny because. One one of the one of the women had a few therapists, and you know, and they were like, "Oh, we don't like really, you know, we want to stay in the office." We, they were doing therapy out of the office, and the pandemic came, and she she was basically saying, "You know, I had two or three therapists, and we were struggling, like really struggling." And now everybody's from home, and big smile on her face. They're not struggling. She's got like eight therapists, and they're all working from home, and they're all busy, and they're all making you know, and she's happy. You can see. It's not somebody from two years ago. Ken, they have a wait list now, often a three to six month wait list. Before the pandemic, they couldn't even have enough. They didn't even have enough clients. A full day. Yeah, a full day. To fill up their caseload, their their day's worth of of appointments. Now they don't have enough time to, to see therapists until three months, six months later. How do we... Um, later, yeah. Is, is this an overblown um, concern or is it real? And if it's real, how do we fix this legislation, you know, where therapists can only, you know, only perform work or service in their state that they're licensed and there's no real cross country or cross state, you know, there's no real framework yet. I know there's some discussions around it, but is that, a, is it a real issue? And, and if it is, what's going on with that? How do yes. we get more? Therapists licensed, you know, if you're licensed in California, New York, probably Pennsylvania, Florida, there's probably 10 states where you should be able to practice everywhere. Like the bar is high enough. I agree. I agree. So there is a current bill um, pending, and I think there's um, 18 or 21 states that have already signed on, pledged to okay. um, enact this legislature to um, allow therapists to practice nationwide with one license. Um, so there is something, there is a, um, a pending bill for that. And it looks like it's it's gaining traction, um, but we, we shall see, right? Um, but this is very important for rural communities and um, um, states with lower, smaller yes. populations. The metros yes. don't really have an issue with this. Right. LA, right. New York City, Philly, Miami, there's plenty of therapists, but if you're talking about, you know, Oklahoma somewhere in rural Oklahoma, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, the, the interior of the country or Northern New England. I'm, I'm here. I'm in Can Kansas. I promise you, Kansas is not, we don't have, Kansas doesn't have 25% even it, enough. There's a, I, there's a huge shortage of clinicians and, and, doctors and, and medical professionals 
as a whole. That's why I know people who live in northern New England and they have to they have to travel six hours away to go to Boston or or Hartford, Connecticut, because they don't have access to care at specialist doctors yeah. and, and, and healthcare professionals like us in big metros. That's crazy, right? I think it's crazy. So uh, I was reading this this study that your your zip code is the biggest um, driver indicator of your life expectancy. Your zip code, access to care, the infrastructure around it. The infrastructure and, yes. the, and the quality, access quality. Access to good food, access to resources. Also, your, right. Clean water, your, good water. Yeah, right. it's, your, it's your zip code. I mean, you think about it, right? If you live right on top of a highway, if you live right, you know, in the runaway of an airport and you're, or you're out in the countryside, interesting. Can I live 20 minutes from one of the largest, um, most renowned hospital, hospitals in the world, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and they have medical tourists that come all over the world for care. And I'm living yeah. 20 minutes away. I couldn't imagine being hours away from, you know, from yeah. care, from access like that. But also, what what this what how this is how this will help mental health um, as a whole. Letting letting therapists become licensed in multiple mm. states. It's going to help further destigmatize mental health because they can they, they can continue to see clients via the convenience of their home, via telehealth. Yes. Many communities, many areas around the country, just the fact, the mere fact of you being seen visiting an office for yeah. mental health could give you a scarlet letter in your community. Can Absolutely. affect your Absolutely. opportunities, affect your, your family's reputation around town. With telehealth, you don't have any of that. So... Expanding the base of the number of clinicians mm. nationwide is going to help further destigmatize that because the people who wouldn't, who would be more self-conscious, asking for care, getting care, right? They can do that at their the privacy of their home. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, look, you can also, I mean, Brandon, you can try three or four therapists very easily and find a best fit. Right, you can, you can exactly. You can. It's, it's really imagine if you imagine if there is the therapist in town. I'll tell you, it's it, it, that, that's, that's a thing. That'll be a thing a, in a lot of communities. Hey, that's a thing. Like even in um, in New in the state of New Mexico, it's a true fact. Ken, there's such a shortage of healthcare professionals that the state of New Mexico has allowed. Um, has allowed psychologists to prescribe medication because there's such a shortage of psychiatrists and nurse practitioners. Yes. Whoa. I mean, yeah. not even a doctor. No, it is. It, it, they're still not, a doctor. They're a PhD, but they're not a medical doctor. Yeah, they're not a medical. That's what I mean. They're not a medical yes. doctor. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> okay. And, and, and that's because of the shortage, shortages of the healthcare community in the of, of the healthcare. Yes. 
Can you believe that? And that's that? just over, that's e- even healthcare. I mean, that's, we're not talking about mental health, we're talking about healthcare. Healthcare as a whole, yes. And, you know, so we, we see that just from having our, our job site, you know, um, right, nationwide. Right. And uh, we see where the pain points are. And um, yeah, that's it. it I, I would say we're at, we're less, we're at less than 30% of our need threshold for filling our our basic need for mental health clinicians yeah. in the country. So, wow. So there's, <clears throat> I mean, that's a, do you, what is that number? Do you know, can you do the, I mean, the back of a napkin, how many people is that? How many people do we need? I'll tell you, um, I think there's about a million, <clears throat> there's about a million clinicians. So, so we need 2 million more at least. At least. At least, and as as mental Whoa. health guys <laughs> and normalize, and as a country we become more acclimated to talking about our mental health, that that demand and need is only going to increase. Uh, only going to Ken before the yeah. pandemic, everything the the, the tell all of filling uh, of um, filling the need for mental health was always geared towards medications. Yes, now yes. we're finally talking about the need and use of counseling, of therapy, yeah. talk therapy. Yeah. Yes. Before the pandemic, it was all like, let me go run to my psychiatrist and let me let me refill my prescription. Yes. Now therapists are finally getting getting involved in the in the discussion that no, it's uh, medication is not the, the only tell all. Therapy is powerful. We we shouldn't just look at medication as as the um, as the one size fits all solution for mental health patients. Yeah, I, it's uh, I I just recently started listening to some of these really old. I, I'm not sure if we talked about this in our in our pre chat, but I, I started listening to some really original old 1930s, 40s, uh, even 50s. Uh, Kind of philo- not philosophers, but but business people, like um, original motivational speakers, if you will. And these are people who did a lot of study around the mind. They actually did, you know, some of these early, these early, um, you know, kind of uh, motivational people. They they were really scientists, right? They did a lot of study and they did a lot of research. And one of the one of the gentlemen I was listening to was saying they reserved something like thirty or forty percent of the hospital beds back then for patients who just had worry they were mentally had they had concerns yes. they had mental they didn't call it mental health they didn't call it an illness because it wasn't they weren't ill they were just people who had so much worry so many concerns that they were sick that they needed to lay down talk to people and get better get their head straight get head you know get get a, a pick me up have some conversations and get back out into life you know they needed to come off the playing field but they had hospitals and, and you went there because you didn't feel good about yourself. You were ill. Exactly. Amazing. And that's all gone. Exactly. Exactly. So, but we're starting to see now and a return back to um, taking mental, mental health yeah. more seriously. Yes. There's, there's a lot of individuals who I'm speaking to who are, um, who are thinking about 
building psychiatric inpatient facilities, psych hospitals. Yeah. Um, but the big difference is our attitude towards it has changed. Before yeah. it was like, okay, send them, send them away, and and that's it. I don't want not not my problem. Yeah, big high fence up on the hill. Put them over there. Exactly. Exactly. So net now we have to, I think you know if it was up to me if I had to give some suggestions um I think every individual should be taking a mental health wellness visit every year. Hmm. You know you what know does that you look, what does that look like? You, well you know how you go for your your annual physical every every year? Yeah. I think we should go for we should include the mental health component, a mental health evaluation in that, because there's clear, concise evidence in, in medicine and, and in science that shows how our mind, the brain, affects our body, our physical, absolutely, physical health. Absolutely. You know, if, like, for example, anxiety, how it would affect your blood pressure, stress, cortisol levels, yes. how it would how it affect your um, your blood pressure, your, your, even your cholesterol, your, your, your cardiovascular health. It all has a place in, in, in your overall medical. I, I think so much of the medical field is basically set up to treat mental illness as a, as a, the consequence, the onset of it in hypertension, heart attack, probably cancer. I, I, we think we talked a little bit, this cellular level, I mean, stress, Cortisone, this stuff affects you at the cellular level. Stress and kills. It, it, long it enough, it, it yeah. will kill you. Yes, it can even. It will kill you. It will kill you. It can even change your. It can even change your DNA to to yeah. mutate the cells to mutate. Uh, it, it's a truth. Um, I've I've lived on cortisone. Slept five and a half hours a night. Mm -hmm. That was it. And later I found out, yeah, eight hours is actually what you're supposed to be sleeping. But I could sleep five and a half hours a night, and I was on rocket fuel 24-7. I lived like that for several years. It's possible. It's a real thing. And I could that would definitely would have changed. If I kept going, I would be a different person. No doubt. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, so that's what we're doing here at Gotham. We're, we're trying to continue to um, – bring this into the spotlight of why mental health is so important. Hmm. Um, we've created our own, our own blog here at Gotham. Yeah. What are, yeah. How do people find you and what do you, what are, what, what would services can you provide for people, people, maybe somebody listening, you know, what is, how do they get involved? So it's very simple. So we, we have different, different divisions, different services. So, um, so Gotham enterprises, um, is similar to like an Indeed or a ZipRecruiter, but specifically for mental health and healthcare. So if you're looking for a job opportunity, come onto our site, take a look at thousands of different job jobs that we have listed nationwide. Um, hundreds of companies post their jobs on our site every week. Um, and it's not only for mental health, but it's, it's, it's for healthcare as a whole, but it is, uh, dominated by uh, mental health just because of the demand I was talking about mm. earlier. Um, and um, and if you're an employer who's looking to hire any men mental health professionals or healthcare professionals, post your jobs on our site, access our resume database, 
find find your next hire, your next employee yeah. to to fill the needs of your of your company. We also have a blog to um, let people um, continue to normalize the conversation of mental health. Um, so check out our blog on our on our website, same site that's listed up over here. And we're we're also launching our um, we're also launching launching a online chat forum. Yeah, this, this is I wanted to talk about this. Yes, this year that um, for for the public who have common issues, you know, life issues of um, you know someone who may be going through divorces and wants to connect with other people of that community. Mm-hmm. They'll be, they'll soon be able to connect with those individuals on our site, um, and 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 help help each other as a community. We also ha- will have guest therapists, mental health therapists, on our site in a in on our own on our own um, podcast. Um, yeah. In the next month or so, um, but it, the spin on it is we're going to let the therapist answer the public's questions where they can call in about a certain issue. That's so cool. And, and, and then uh, last but, but not least, later this year, we'll be launching an, a booking app for mental health therapists that you can, cl- your clients, your patients can schedule their their appointments with you um, just from our app. Through the app. Through our app. So you'll get a lot of clients, patients, um, that way through Gotham, and uh, we'll let you know about that launch. You're going to go start to do the retail side and feed it back into the therapist. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Yes. So a good reason to join to join the the firm. Yes. To get, the eco, to get into the ecosystem. Yes, Ken. I told you I was not going to be your typical guest. Yeah. No, that's super. Yeah, and it's reminding me. I have to get my. I have to get the 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 Jar Foundation site up, my website up. I've, I've just kind of leaning on the Jar Live, but the the site will have you know, for example, would link to partners like you guys and, and just link and have Race. a link to your site and you know Gotham and then show what you know. Here's the things you're doing. Here's yeah. How, here's the stuff. Go go check out what they're doing. Um, I I'm super interested in this nationwide bill. I don't know if you know much about it or if you know anybody that's that's driving it or you know who I should call or or who I can talk so, to. So the associations and the Is state it, the state associations are are backing it like the NAS okay. the NASW and then the, their own state chapters. And and what I can do for you, can I can send you an email, follow up email with some of those resources so you can look at it. Um, This affects us here at Gotham, our our recruitment division, because if a company in Wyoming, a hospital in Wyoming says they need uh, a dozen mental health therapists, it will take us today six months to a year to find someone who's licensed in Wyoming. Yeah, where are you gonna find anybody? Exactly, because Wyoming has more cattle than people. Oh man, <laughs> that's a real thing. It's, it's a real thing, right? Probably yeah, ten, you, probably ten x. Right, you you're you're not that you're closer to to Wyoming than I am. Um, yeah, I, I did a cow I did a cow concert in Wyoming. Okay, so you from my, my Airbnb, I had some cows outside in the pasture, and I I played my guitar, and they all came up to the fence and and hung out. So you can we'll, relate. 
We'll play the cow concert on the way out on our little exit. I've got a, I got my cow concert up. So if you're listening, you're going to miss the cow concert. If you're watching, you're going to enjoy it. Um, Another thing, Ken, that I will say that's really exciting in the field, this, the use of psychedelics to... Yeah. To, what do you know about that? And what do you... How Are you doing anything in there? Tell us about what you know. All I know is so, therapists as a whole are really excited about its promising treatment for uh, especially depression. Depression. Yeah. Uh, OCD, um, anxiety. And... Um, that is also um, in the works of pending legislature. Um, it's starting to gain traction with, um, especially coming out of Colorado and Oregon, yeah. usually on the forefront for that. Um, but all I can tell you is they're really excited about using that as a treatment option for um, their patients, for their clients, therapists, but it's not effective yet. Yeah, I've had two guests. I've had two guests on different versions. One is um, one of the things that seems to be coming at, on the heels of that legislation are going to become the tour guides, the tour companies. And what I mean by that is people who help, you know, once you find the person who can supply the medicine, you need a safe place and a safe person to do the therapy. Yes. And so there's people performing there's people who are helping find those clinicians to sit with you um and help you gu and help do the guiding um before the wild I, i'm sure at some point it'll be the wild wild west but right now there are some high-end services where they're going to make sure you're guided and well taken care of yeah right now they're <laughs> give you an analogy the the psychedelic field is in for for therapy is in is at the stage of where cannabis industry was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, so, so it's, we're not there yet. But um, yeah, Ken, I, I really had a good time talking to you today. I, yeah. I'd love to continue the conversation with you. Maybe, maybe we set something up three months from now, or I, I think so. I think we're. This is one of the. This is one of the chats that I'd like. I think we need to, like you said, every few months. And I, I actually also think. You're reminding me of one of the things I want to do, which is get some <clears throat> um, uh, to get kind of a panel together and get and just get a convert a particular conversation going for for a um, you know a theme in one month and bring on maybe four guests like yourself that I've had on that I know uh, that would contribute kind of different angles to to particular themes. So I, I'm con like continue letting that cook, and I think this just. Chatting with you, I was reminded, yeah, I need to get that that together. I need to well, think what that looks like. Well, you know where to find me. I'm, uh, uh, I, I'll be, I'd love to do that with you. And uh, I'd love for you to come on to our show as well. Our, our yeah. podcast is going to launch in about a month from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brandon, thanks so, so much. And um, I'm going to see you on the other side. Okay. I got my cow. I got the cow concert queued up. It's a, it's a little long, so I apologize to anybody that hangs out. Um, thanks again, Brandon, for, for being a guest and just really, I mean, interesting, um, interesting stuff going on and, and this, this stuff around the state licensing, I'd like to, I think we should get involved and, and maybe kind of work together, find, find out a little bit more. It's good for your business too. Sure. I mean, you know, if that, as soon as that opens up, that's so, that's a whole nother, man, that's wild, wild west for you.
it'll be oh. it'll be it'll be crazy when that law gets passed. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'll see every thanks everybody for listening and supporting the Mental Health Today show. I think another another great piece to the puzzle, part of the fabric, uh, is today's conversation and learning, you know, what, what it looked like before pandemic, what it looks like now. And really the future looks really good. Thanks again, Brandon. Bye-bye now. Hey everybody. Scout time, Cal Concerts. They've been out in the field all day, running around, having fun, and uh, now they're here for a little entertainment. Well, it's night two here in Sundance, and uh, like last night, I mean, let's just say last night, last night I kind of had to play, but tonight the cows have been just all in this field back there the whole day. And I just looked out my window and they were over here, and here they are. Concert's over.